Station. Give me in my bag for the show, bro. <laughs> shout out to my cousin David. <laughs> yeah, shout out David. That I like the outro too. The outro cooks. But yo, what it is, everybody. Before we get started, go ahead and throw your koofies on. You know, we got logic back in the building coming out of retirement. Oh, but before we get into that, this is your boy Sue and then Slim coming in. Ready to have a great pod. What's going on, gentlemen? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. We got my man, Courtney J in the building, the Super Jason coming go. out here today. I already know we did some pre-chefs and pre-production, and I didn't already disagree with half the shit Nipton said, so we about to get it on today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along, have to get it on, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good show today. Yeah, man, go. We got... I'm loaded, I'm loaded up with nine creek shots, so you know what I mean? It's <laughs> time to get a roll, your neighborhood alcoholic, neighborhood gym, gym. I'm back to being a gym rat. I don't like them gym sharks. They look a little fruity and shit in there. They, oh, mm, man. With their new school clothes and shit. I'm back to being a gym rat. You know what I mean? Old school shit. Yeah, old school. That pig yeah. iron. There you go. Yeah, pig iron and shit. That rusty shit. Start spitting on the walls and shit. You know what I mean? Man, got to get your backs up. Oh, man. I guess but, you don't go to Planet Fitness with that shit. Hell no. They, they kick me out. I ain't never tell you how they try to kick me out of Planet Fitness. That's why I don't try to kick you out. Oh, you got the alarm? The lunk shit. alarm? Well, yeah, all that grunting, spitting on the wall, shit. <laughs> ring the alarm. We've been doing this too long. But hey, yo, go ahead, clock out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. They kicked me on the treadmill one time, talking about, oh, you can't be in here with a scully on. Yeah, bro. It was Planet Fitness is wild, dog. I cannot stand. Then they was coming in one time, they giving out pizza and shit. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Coming to even to give out pizza, you come in the morning, they're giving out donuts and shit. And motherfucker gonna tell me, oh yeah, it don't really matter what you eat right after you work out because uh, uh shut the fuck up. Tell <laughs> me that dumbass shit. Gonna eat some goddamn pizza after you work out. Look, man, look. If, they, if you get skinny, you're not gonna go back to Planet Fitness. So I gotta keep a certain amount of fat on you, so you keep coming back to the gym. See, that's what they're trying to do. It's all up here, brother. It's all up here. <laughs> <laughs> You got to realize the real life. Yeah, right. Makes make sense when you don't think about it, right? right. <laughs> Where's Dr. Umar? What you do? Right. <laughs> All right, folks, go ahead. Let's jump into it today. Uh, you know, starting with our top threes, one of our new segments. And this week, our top three is going to be our top three Kanye West songs. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Uh, my top three Kanye West songs is one, uh, Jesus Walks. Uh, I feel like that kind of really blew him out of the water as far as popularity when he was on the scene. You know, you got the the video. I remember Kyla Pratt vividly. She had the little pink skirt on. Middle school vibes. Okay, I, I could well, do so your um, favorite of all time Kanye West song? Not my favorite. It's the top three, though. Oh, okay. Um, so that's your number three? Yeah, yeah. I would probably say that's number three. Uh, well, we know two. Nip ain't got a list. Hold on, let's go. Let's go to Nip's three to my okay. three. We'll just circle around. Gotcha. Go Nip, ahead, you're Nip. number three. Oh, uh, number three. <laughs> Man, this shit was hard, player. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna not go. I'm gonna go in no order. Uh, man, I'm gonna go. Uh, crack music is number three. Mm. Yeah, took mine. I like that. One. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Crack music is number three. Which uh, that's the one. Track music on the game, ain't it? Yeah, game is on the hook. Game on the, yeah, game is on the hook. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't think you got a verse on there. No, nah, no verses. Nah, nah. Uh, my number three is off of late registration. I'm gonna go addiction, man. I think it's the song right after the Brandy song. Mm-hmm. I like that. Plus, when that came out, I was in school and I, you know, I was hitting that bottle pretty heavily too. So that was my addiction too. And it was the the girls, not much <laughs> the weed, but the girls in a bottle. That that was my addiction. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that is my number three Kanye West song. Chris, what's your, what's your number two? And I tried to stop, man. I tried the best I could, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a. I played the breaks off of late registration. All the songs are in my head, but my number two, I would say, is crack music. That's probably like my second favorite Kanye. Mm. It just hit different because you know being from the area, and he's shouting out, you know, crack. Raise a murder rate in DC and Maryland. We invested in that. It's like we got Merrill Lynch. You know, he just Woo. he really he really had a lot of bars. I think he really showcased his lyricism on that song. So that's why it's pretty high for me. But go ahead, Nip. Uh I'm gonna go devil in a uh devil in a new dress. Mm. Mm-hmm. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably top five greatest hip hop album of all time. Yeah, it's up there. I don't know if I'm putting it at five, but Oh, All right, we know another, we got another five list coming. We got another oh, yeah, yeah. five list coming one day. <laughs> uh, my number two, which is it's kind of suspect, but you're gonna notice a theme in all my my Kanye songs that he has a very similar theme on it. But um, is Ultralight Beam off of Life of Pablo? But you know, Kurt Franklin, um, Kelly Price, and Chance on it. So I kind of dig that. I just like the vibe of that song. And then plus, you know, you get the kid coming saying ain't no devils in this house. You got to take that for the W. So mm-hmm. um, that's my number two ultralight beam on a life of Pablo. What you got, Chris? This is your number one. My number one can't tell me nothing. I think that's my favorite Kanye. I think it's I like how he let the song have so much space. Like he didn't bar you down to death, but I feel like everything he said has some impact. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's like one of the truest songs, like the truest rap song. Wait till I get my money right. They're not going to tell me nothing. You know, we see him getting his money right, and they ain't really telling him nothing. So I think he kind of foretold his future a little bit with that one. But, yeah, it just it just hit the home. I always keep that in the back of my head. You know, they pissing me off at work or something. Man. Wait till I get my money right. <laughs> All right, Nip, you're number one. Mm. I was going to say So Appalled, but I already picked one off of that album. So I'm going to say The Diamonds Remix. Ooh, The Diamonds Remix. Not the Conflicts you know Diamonds. I can't. I'm going to say The Diamonds from Sierra Leone and The Diamonds from Sierra Leone Remix. I guess it's the same song. So, because mm-hmm. like hey, when you take hey, the other J verse and put and put and put Yay and put Yay uh, uh, third verse from that joint, that shit nasty too. So I, mm. yeah, I can't pick between them two. Okay. Um, my number one, which I'm shocked I didn't make all uh, make y'all list, but you know that's why I love this show because we all have very, very, very different tastes of what we enjoy about our music. My number one man is Runaway, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy man. I mean, I think that is the encompassing perfect Kanye song. It everything about Kanye is in that song from the production, the instrumental, the auto tune. 
the goofy but like slapstick lyrics, and then he shows his production side by having Pusher on there. Like, and then even if you know the behind of the scenes thing, you know, he had Pusher rewrite his verse a bunch of times to get yeah. that right verse. So mm. for me, I feel like the runaway is like everything that you like about Kanye is in runaway, it's conscious, it's mm-hmm. silly. It's kind of got that, like you said, toxic woman part of it that mm-hmm. Nip loves so much. You yeah. got Pusha, you got the instrumentals, you got the auto tune, which I know me and Nip feel way differently about 808s yeah. and heartbreaks. Yeah. But that that auto tune is dope <laughs> in that shit. I know you don't like it, but that auto tune on that song, I, I do, I do dope couple, as hell. I got a couple slaps off of 808s that I still play, but I'm I'm not a big fan of auto tune Kanye. I'm just not. Don't worry, we call that. Okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about auto tune later today. Uh-oh. We're gonna talk about auto tune later in this episode. Okay. But okay. yeah, I'm gonna go number one is Runaway. Yeah, you know what's crazy, and I absolutely forgot about that. But I think it's a testament to kind of Kanye's skill and his discography. Like he's got so many songs you can pull from, and because me, like in my high school kind of middle school years, I was really within that like first kind of trilogy that he was coming out with, and I know the like late registration by far got the most burn from me. So that one's kind of more cemented in my head than some of his later projects, but I'm sure I could go to some other ones and, and redo my list and find you know some sleepers I may have missed. So just a tennis testament to Kanye's skill. All right, now that we got that out the way, of course, Sky High Rhyme Fest skills. Oh yeah, hey. <laughs> look at that. You, you, you better stop it. Uh, you better stop Kong. it. That's one that we agree on. We both like Kanye, man. You better stop it. <laughs> And cuz, yeah, we'll get them on cuz. It's the cons, fool. <laughs> Grammy family, there you go. Um, so moving right along, we had some releases last week. Uh, I personally enjoyed all of them, but we're going to jump into the first one being her title, Back in My Mind. And I'll let you all start with this. How did you all like the project? Nip, you want to start because you are the resident, like, somewhat ain't on RB tip, so you want to go ahead and get your hate out. Uh, I'm not gonna hate on it. It was, it was, it was, um, it was a nice joint. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't got a deep dive for you. Like I don't, yeah, it was all right. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was her album, and I, I, I like her. I, I saw her live at a mm-hmm. uh, uh, picnic like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, three years ago, and she like I like her live shit. Um, her sets live. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You want me to get a, give a rate? I can't give a rating, man. This is not my. It's out. It's kind of outside of my. Well, 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 we get the ratings after all the reviews. But you oh, got right, any yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite but, song or anything? Any song that you was rocking with or you liked or? No, nah, I just kind of listened to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let y'all get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, I was kind of headed on at work. That's it. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't hate it enough to, to cut it off. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm a because you know I've been you know I do my work now for these shows now. So, uh, <laughs> I think this this album, man, I think is a fucking classic, man. I have a few beefs with it, but my beefs aren't with the the music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get the futures on there. I mean, and I feel like, and I know this is kind of weird to say, but I feel like the futures were catered right to me because you got. Corday on there, who's just a beast lyrically. Can't wait for him to drop his next album. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I love Ty Dolla Sign. I know how I fucks with Chris Brown. Uh, y'all know I, I fucks with Brian uh, Tiller. So like, she had mm-hmm. all the hits on there. I do recently have been rocking with uh, YG lately. I've been okay. late to the YG party, but I'm glad I'm here. 
because I think YG can go as well. Um, so, you know, always let me start with my cons to get them out the way, because I think it's a lot to love about this album. My biggest con is I can't listen to nothing for over an hour. I'm just going to keep it a, a, a hundred. Like mm-hmm. once you start getting to the hundred to an hour long, I'm, I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, all right, now we 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 got to end this. This got to go. This got to go home now. So I don't I don't like it's a little bit over an hour. And I think going to Nip's argument, my only con is like half the album had already been released singles yeah. before you heard the album. So like I agree with Nip in that it did take some of the shine off the songs because some of the songs I knew and was already singing the lyrics to mm-hmm. where if it would have been a new album with those songs not being released, mm-hmm. those songs would have been bangers for me. So, oh, yeah, so I do that. Uh, let me go to my, my, my pros. Uh, I think damage. The song "Damaged" on it is fucking just mm-hmm. on point. You know, I, I fucks with Chris Brown, so come through with Chris Brown. I think it's just another banger right there. Uh, also, this this why I'm surprised Nip kind of is where he is on it because Nip complains so much about the whispering singers in R and B. Now, this shorty don't whisper; she actually she announces and she actually speaks she about actually real sings. shit, and it's not yeah. on some. Oh, I'm a woman, so every man treats me wrong. Nah, she like she sings about heartbreak and how relationships just get fucked up sometimes, and mm-hmm. it ain't always got to be somebody's fault. But at the end of the day, you know, she she sometimes takes accountability for the shit that she did wrong in the album, which I thought was always dope. And I think the biggest thing why I think it's a fucking classic and a masterpiece is that I've probably have not heard an R&B album recently that can slip between traditional R&B. Some soul to trap R and B. Um, it just gave me a little bit of everything in here. So and even had some club songs on it. I think like Slide, which had already been out. I can think it's a good club song if we, mm-hmm. you know, if we if he's still doing that and going to the clubs and that. And then um, yeah, again, I, I just thought it was a beautiful album from a great artist who hopefully is gonna start getting more of her due, which I don't know if she's underrated, but I feel like most people that ain't our complexion, if I say her. They don't know who I'm talking I'm about. Sure. They'd be like, who? So um I, I liked it a lot, man. Um I, I mean I obviously know what my rating's gonna be, so but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, um oh, no problem. Yeah, I, I like the album a lot. Uh, I wasn't the biggest her fan going in. I would hear her singles here and there, but I don't think I listened to one of her I'm not gonna say projects, let's call it amalgamation of singles <laughs> that she had released previously, but um, you know, I was a I like your music okay, but I would say after listening to this album back in my mind, I'm definitely a fan. Um, I thought it was a great project. I wouldn't necessarily call it a classic for me, but there were no real skips on it for me. Um, One thing I do wish, though, and I'll kind of get into this as I get into my favorite tracks. uh, I wish she kind of included a little bit more of her own instrumentation. Like, you know, we always hear talks about, you know, how... She's so skilled with some of these different instruments and everything. And on the title track, mm-hmm. we made it. You know, that second half, she's all riffing on a guitar. And I loved it. Like, that was cool. I love when people, you know, showcase their skill. I wish she had did a little bit more um, on the album. It probably would have rated a little bit higher for me. But uh, some of my favorite tracks on the project, I have to say, was the title track, We Made It, uh, Back in My Mind, Trauma, Bloody Waters, which I think had uh, Thundercat on it, if I'm not mistaken. 
That mm-hmm. was a, a great one. Um, really got into her bag. That one. I love the instrumentation on that song. And then, of course, Damage, like Jay said, that's an awesome song, too. Um, but, yeah, she definitely converted me with this project. I'm looking forward to more projects from her um, and looking forward to seeing her kind of showcase, you know, not only her vocal skill, but also her uh, musical skill with the different instruments. But, yeah, I liked it a lot. All right. Uh, you think she are you, would- well, you know, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I, I I was I was about to piggyback on what he was saying. Do you think that she would really get that much burn if she was like putting all that instrumentation, like really getting busy <laughs> like that? Like he's not listening. I would. It would make it a better album for yeah, me. For me. I agree. Like yeah, but I'm just like one of them nerdy type type dudes. And to all to be fair, I gotta go back and listen to it because I was at work and um, I had put on this playlist that was based off which playlist was it? Um, it was an Anthony Hamilton. Um, it was one of Anthony Hamilton songs, but like it, I've listened to it after this playlist of like Anthony Hamilton, Kendrick, mm-hmm. fucking like all these super soul Jill Scott, like all this shit. And then I mm-hmm. went listening to that, and it was just like, yeah, it ain't give me the same feeling. So I, I wasn't fair to the album. I, I got to go back and and like listen to it fresh. I, I, I didn't give it a fair listen. I, I will say that, like I. Well, I mean, I think also too, like when you're hearing songs from people that you didn't already bought into, it's like, right. it's like me. Like, I, I, it ain't nothing that's gonna come out today that's gonna be better than "Coming Where I'm From" from Anthony Hamilton or "Charlene" right. from Anthony Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Bro, but that's right. unfair because we used to pump that shit in the car. Like, right. I don't right. want to listen to anything the way I used to listen to things back in the day. Right, because it comes out too quickly listen- now. Right. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Right. So that shit is like, I know it. It's in my heart. I know the lyrics. I know the riffs. I know the ad libs. So if I'm, mm-hmm. like I say, I don't think it was a fair listen for me because I'm listening to that. I'm grooving at work. I'm doing my work and shit. Then I'm like, I go down, look at my messages. Like, all right, let me go listen to this her joint. And I'm like, all right, it's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just listen to all this like nostalgic ass shit. And then mm-hmm. I listen to this new shit. And it's not like, it ain't giving me the fucking the, the feeling of the, of the you know what I mean like that. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It ain't enveloping me. You know what I mean? Like it ain't it ain't giving me that. So I kind of like I don't say I shit it on it, but I'm just like, all right, it's cool. Like also, I think too a lot of those people you mentioned too aren't as industry as her is. Not Correct. I don't want to use industry as a bad term, but Jill Scott can make whatever the music she want to make. Like yeah, Anthony mm-hmm. Hamilton is is yeah. as popular as he got in our community. He never. Like he can do whatever he want to do with that. Like right. a lot of the guys that you're naming and listening to, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Her still has a little bit of industry in her, but she gotta mm-hmm. make yeah. songs that can make the radio outside mm-hmm. of just you know the urban. Like, so I get your point. Like you're right. Like some of the better music is always gonna be in that genre of they not worried about trying to cross over. Well, I right. think she's kind of in that in-between foot in both worlds now, which is kind of like Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys ain't gonna make no more soul classics, like it's over. Yeah. Well, she ain't making shit. She sold her soul to get her husband. Her fucking, fucking voice gone. We not going here. We not going here. It's sticking to the point of the I show. She did a little She had the little awesome. contract to jump out. Look, we not going here. Look, I give it a five. I will go buy it in the in the, in the store. That is my rating. Chris, what is your rating? We not going here. Bootlegging four. Support. <laughs> I, I accept that. And Nip is to be decided if he ever wants to return to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go listen to it and give it another rate. For now, I'm gonna give it a three five, three point five for now. And then I, 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 I tend to three point five, three ball. 
Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, moving right along, uh, we also had uh, Gucci Mane drop with uh, Ice Daddy. Gucci Man James. I used to love those old mixtapes. They would have him and like Walker Flocker be like, do Flocker rant. You know, they pipe, they dunking on the, the little mixtape cover. I used to love listening to those. Mm-hmm. But um, this one brought me back. Uh, I'll go ahead and get started with this one. Me personally, I thought it was a great Gucci album. It gave me a lot of back to the trap house vibes at times, which I, I love because, you know, that's when I really started listening to Gucci Man around that era. Um, the only thing for me, it was a bit too long. Like, after a while, kind of some of the songs started. It was hard for me to go back and say, okay, yeah, this one was my favorite for sure. Or, you know, go back because it was a lot, a lot of music on this. But overall, I thought it was good. Um, there were no skips. I didn't hate any of the music that he dropped. And I liked the features that he brought on. Um, I think I believe Pooh is one of his artists. So he made a, a few appearances on this as well. <laughs> he won't be appearing on shit else for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Hey. He said it yourself. <laughs> Live by the gun, die by the gun, I guess. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a great project from Gucci. Uh, some of my favorites. Anything that Zaytoven produced on here, I like because I just like the, the Zaytoven Gucci collab. Like that's always going to be a hit for me. Um, fold that money with uh Mr. Don't Play himself, Project Pathal. Mm-hmm. And then uh we had Posse on Bodacrest. I like that one too, just because it, it seemed a little different the way he was kind of rhyming on that one. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It was I a solid was Gucci man. My bad, go ahead. It was a solid Gucci album. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think Posse on Bodacrest is my favorite joint. Like mm-hmm. from the hours of five to seven before work, I am a fucking gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before I go fix these buses, oh yeah, we getting all that. I'm I'm dope dealing. I'm shooting niggas. I'm doing all types of wild shit. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. That was my shit right there. Uh, I think the only one I kind of, I'm gonna take some flack for this one, but like, I'm tired of E40 a little bit. Oh, like, that dude's gonna say when I heard the verse, <laughs> I said, "Nip, about to shit on this like I ain't never been shot on before." I knew it when I heard the verse, but I never started doing that. But I said, "Oh, yeah, Nip, about like, to go crazy." Like, come on, can, I, can we? I mean, just all right, all right, for like, come on, bro. Like, I get it. The verses brought you back. You was out here with Short Dog. I get it. But, like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. You could have kept that E40 shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Say, hold the 40 water. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool off of that. Like, it's some niggas that's classic. And E40 is a classic, one of them classic dudes. Like, when I seen Project Pat, I got excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I got excited when I saw Pat. Like, it's certain older, like, we, I guess they call it like niche. How would work? You know, I ain't no fucking grammar, fucking Nazi and shit. Is it niche or Nietzsche or niche? It's niche, right? It Whatever you want it to be. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> them type rappers. Like, I like the shit from, from them dudes, but like, mm-hmm. like, like 40, I, yeah, I, 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 I could do without him. I could do without his new shit. Gotcha. I'm cool. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, everything else, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 with all I'm with all the goofy shit, especially the Pooh Shiesty shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I love Pooh Shiesty, dog. Mm-hmm. There you go, there you um, go. But yeah, right, I don't think it? I had a, the only skip I had yeah was the E40 shit. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Is is it, is it my turn yet? Yeah. Go ahead. You. Oh man, now this 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 didn't make me go uh go Goku on Namek. I, I kept I kept my cool. I stayed okay. in base form. 
Okay. Look, here's the problem. And I wrote it in my notes, and this is probably sums up why y'all like it and why I'm just like, eh. It's just Gucci being Gucci, but the best right. things about Gucci is the worst things about Gucci in this album. <laughs> like, so, like, yes, I want to start with some love. <laughs> so, like, I like popping. Popping, mm-hmm. I think, is a smash with Big Walk Dog. Like, Big Walk Dog, he go in on that. He, it almost feels like he is acting like a uh, little baby a little bit when, mm. from that, the, the flow and how it rolls. So I do like that. It's probably my favorite song of the album. I did like uh, Top Shit and Shit Crazy. I did like those songs a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But it's the same old Gucci. Like I said, this is what Nip came for. This is what people came for. I, I thought some part of my mind thought, because he was naming it this after his baby, we would get a little bit more depth from Gu- Gucci. Just a little bit more, because I'm like, oh, you're doing this for... Nah, I sh- what, that's my that, and that's my fault. That ain't Gucci fault. That's my fault. <laughs> it's Gucci. Well, I dumbass thought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. That's my fault. So that's why I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But the things like that, that's that's a, again the pro of it is just the same old Gucci. Like you know what you're getting. Another pro of it is that look, Gucci in his whole career, he can make a hook. His mm-hmm. hooks is catchy as hell. They simple as hell, and like. You can leave this album and you got hooks for days that you can recite just off of one listen. Like, yeah, I give them that. But that's why I go to the cons is like the hooks are simple, like they just like childish ass hooks. But it, again, like I said, it's it, it, the things you like about Gucci is the things that are like well, you hold, don't like hold, about them. Hold on, bro. They, all, all hooks are meant to be simple. Man, do, do we gotta stop pulling up the hooks on this album, bro? <laughs> I, I, I put a list. Come on, bro. We don't we don't want to do that, man. We don't want to do that. Whatever the title of the song, that's probably exactly. <laughs> eight out of ten. Of <laughs> that's all it is. Whatever the title of the song is, so it's gonna be repeated numerous times with no with no creativity. But again, that's what makes it catchy. That's what works for people that like Gucci. Also, like I do feel in this album, this is a, probably an honest critique, and I've just been talking shit about blah blah. And y- y'all should have not gonna fuck with Gucci album no matter what he did. But mm-hmm. I feel like Gucci man lyrics on this is lazy as shit. Compared to his other albums, he he he's lazy, real lyrically. I almost feel like that's why so many features on this album, because Gucci was like, "Man, I got so much going on, man. I ain't got I ain't got it. Let's just let's get all my homeboys to come up and make this album hot." Because at least Gucci, like for all the shit I want to say about the albums, Gucci's always been clever as fuck lyrically. I may not like all subject matters, but I've always liked the fact that he's always been creative and how we get down. I don't remember too many Gucci verses on here. I remember a lot of features verses on here. Like, I thought 2 Chains went in there and did his thing. Like, I can name a bunch of features and how they got down. Who Shiesty, all of them. I feel like Gucci was either either he was trying to set the table for him or he was phoning it in. Either or, I don't know. I know. Let's, let's go with positivity and say he was setting the table for him. Let's go with that. But I just felt like he, he didn't come with no right hooks with this one, man. He just kind of left it on the table, man. So, that... I know we're about to go into ratings, so I, I guess I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. For me, man, if my girl put it on, I'll listen, man. I, I just it ain't for, it ain't for me though. So everybody that's listening to this review, this ain't for me. So that's why I'm breaking it so low. Cause I'll never go, I will never I have never revisited a Gucci album my whole life. So let alone <laughs> this one. So it ain't it ain't for me. And the only reason I wouldn't frisbee it is because I do think there's a lot of good songs on here and it's a lot of good features. And it's some shit that if you're a Gucci fan, you'll thoroughly enjoy. It just ain't for me. So my girl put it on. I, I will listen. All right. What about you, Nip? Mm. I give it a, I give it a three, a three five. Like it's goo wop. Like I, I don't go into a Gucci joint expecting like 
bars. Like, I just <laughs> like I came, I, I got what I came here for. Yeah, like the, the, the three five. I, I got. I, I I smoked a nigga a couple years ago. I got. If you if you wanted, I got it. I got it on me. <laughs> yeah, I got what I came for. You go three five, solid three five. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Solid three five for me. I don't go into Gucci projects expecting any. You know, I'm not gonna say substance, but. It's not going to be a lot to chew on, really, for me. I'm just looking to trying to see, okay, what's the the the, the club hits? You know, which ones is really going to take off on the radio, and um, which ones got that kind of like dark comedic aspect of it? Because you know, Gucci, like he'll say some lines like back in the day, he's like, "Damn, he said that." <laughs> that's what I'm pointing. That's my point. Yeah. It ain't none of that on this album. It's yeah. none of that on this album. Like that's about you summed up my point. What I'm saying, like it mm-hmm. ain't none of that on this album. Exactly. Gucci exactly. don't got no that no no like creative ass goofy funny ass like shit on this album. It's just like I said. It's like mm-hmm. he phoned it in. I would have if gave it a three or three point five if that shit would have been on it that he normally does. But yeah, it, yeah. But, I just um, love Gucci and plus I don't want y'all afraid of Gucci to come and put that thing to y'all. I'm out here Loganville. He ain't gonna travel out here Whitesville, so I'm good. Where you see gonna show up in that red phantom? Right. What street you live on? Posse on Blank Street. <laughs> He ain't gonna see me. It's too many white Look, folks. Up and this is gonna be the old Gucci gonna have that red bandana. I used to roll up around the corner, <laughs> right on Blank Street, <laughs> packing right, bags. Right. <laughs> big big, oh big belly off the syrup, Gua. Yeah, big belly off the syrup, throwing balls out cars. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Before he worked it out in jail, yeah, for sure. He ain't coming up here. It's too many white folks. That's snitch. Yeah, that ice cream, the ice cream cone might show up for a few minutes. You, you never know. Right. <laughs> Dang. But moving right along, we also listened to. Haram by Golding, uh, a local artist for me. Um, I'll kick it off with. Uh, actually, no, no, no. Let's toss it to Nip first for yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Let us know how you got it. I gave her joint. Like, a, I, 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 no, I think this might have been a little bit. Where I, I didn't get through the whole job. I listened to it. I, I just kind of skipped through the the second half of the album. And shit, like I'm just like, all right, like, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's like, all right, I had enough. I don't have a favorite track. <laughs> I don't have a track that I skipped. I don't have a rating. It's just something I had on while I was at work. <laughs> mm. And there you go. <laughs> How'd you like it, Jay? I mean, <laughs> it's so hard to follow that such a inclusive and diverse and descriptive uh, review you just gave there. But there I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. Uh, so I don't know what to expect out of Gold Link. I, I, let me change it. I, I thought I was going to get, because I've only heard one of the single from Gold Link before. It's a single he had did, I think, with Backyard or UCB, one of the go-go bands in D.C. that I was familiar with. So I was expecting, like, dude to come in on some, like, straight-up, like, southern kind of, like, Gucci, ratchet kind of hip-hop shit. So I was pleasantly surprised, like, that it was, like, a weird-ass album. Like, he played with a, a bunch of instrumentals and tones and, like, sonics. And I'm using all these creative buzzwords to just say that he just kind of Threw a bunch of shit at the wall and saw what stick. I I I admire the attempt. And even I think I texted a thread line after listening to three, four songs. I'm like, oh, this shit, this shit kind of not. Because mm-hmm. it, it was different. It was something I hadn't heard before in this genre, especially with my expectations being it was gonna be some old um, you know, regular ratchet stuff that we usually listen to. So to see homeboy kind of do some different things with the sound and playing with the instrumentals, playing with his voice, and even his features. 
because I thought some of his features, maybe it was like some tuning on their voices. He actually, the features, nah, they, they actually sound like the voices that you hear on the album. So I wonder if that's an interesting choice that he did himself where he wanted people who could flow but had a different vocal tone with their flow. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, again, like I said, this is a part of hip-hop, and it's one of those, it's that part of hip-hop that we don't want to talk about a lot because it usually doesn't work out well. And listening to this album shows why we don't talk about it and go this far in this part of hip-hop that often because it usually doesn't work out well. That's where I get to my cons. After about the fourth track, the fifth track, it doesn't feel like it's creative anymore. It feels like it's almost a gimmick to me. It felt like it wasn't genuine, like I'm trying to make this, you know, weird, cool-ass album that's compact. It almost felt like it was, I'm just being weird for the sake of being weird. And, like, just let me talk about the other show, Sequencing. It didn't feel like I had any sequencing to it. It just felt like he just made one-off singles that were weird and just threw them on the album and was like, yeah, this shit dope. So what brings me to the point that if if I if, if he would have pulled a her and dropped a ton of singles like this, I probably would have rocked with it because I would have kept hearing these weird singles fly, fly around all over the town. But listening to them back to back like that, it just didn't do it for me. Um, the biggest con I got it, but my exact words on it goes, feels like weird and strange for the sake of it not being, it feels like it's weird and strange for just the sake of being weird and strange, not weird and strange with the purpose. Um, and my last con on it was you could feel that this was just a wasted opportunity for a potentially really good album if it could have been more focused. So, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. I know we'll do our ratings after Chris goes, but that's where I'm at with mine. Yeah. Oh, did um, I mention? Oh, let me see. The songs I liked was uh, Thunk Chronicles Volume One, and I did like Wild and <clears throat> Wild and Lethal Trash because I just like the name of that. That song, as well as the song, is pretty good. Those were two songs I liked the most off the album. Dope, dope. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I'm a Golik fan. Uh, he's a local artist here. Um, he had a, a huge smash uh, called Crew with um, what's it, Shy Glizzy and uh, Brent Fias. I think that's probably one of Brent Fias's first big looks on that Crew song. It's probably a couple years old at this point. But um, I remember listening to Gold Link's previous project um and liking it so i kind of knew a little bit of what to expect going in um i enjoyed the project but i will have to echo some of your sentiments jay um the sequencing was way off um it feels like there's almost three albums really because you got the you know the weird eclectic rap up front then you got the zara h&m music smash right in the middle then you got a grime album towards the end so in like a weird kind of like R&B introspective, you know, record sprinkled in towards that latter half of the album too. So it just felt a little bit off. It was kind of all over the place, which may have been his motive. I mean, who knows? But I think it could have flowed a lot better if he had broken up some of those sections a little bit because it's very distinct, the breaks. And it kind of throws you off because the album you listen to up front is not the album you listen to in the middle or the back. But on that being said, I did enjoy the music that was on there. Um, you know, if you ever listen to Gold Link, he keep one of those mall chic boutique store songs on there. He had kind of like that house vibe with the song. Uh, I think the lady's name, uh, Pink Panthers or whatever, gave me major H&M vibes. Um, I like the song he had with, I want to say, Flo Millie. Uh, that was a good one on there. I, I enjoyed that song. And then there were some other ones. Let's see. I got the list here. Uh, Extra Clip, Girl Pacino. 
raindrops, 202, and I like Twin, but that was mainly for Rich the Kid. I don't think Bowling stood out on that track too much, but um, overall I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I hated it. Uh, I think it could have been better if maybe he did a little bit more editing, a little bit better sequencing, but overall I thought it was a solid project, especially coming from Golding. Okay. All right, so let's move into our scores. Uh, Nip, I guess you're going to abstain. Yeah, you okay. All right, Jay, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Nip, if you want to frisbee it, just say you want to frisbee it. No, you all got to try yeah. to be politically correct. Yeah, frisbee that shit. I'm cool. I, I won't go back and listen to that shit. I'm cool. Yo, every time we frisbee something, we got to insert that, that yeet clip where that dude throwing that CD. Like, <laughs> we got to find that, Joan, and put it in. <laughs> go ahead, Jay. What's your score? Uh, I'm gonna do it if my girl puts it on. I will listen I, again. Like I said, I, I, the only reason I give it that high is because for people who will go and maybe venture off to listen to it, you will be impressed by the first couple of tracks because it feels so much different. But then once you get down like the song number seven, you're gonna be like, All right, man, he needs to shut up with this goofy shit and get to some real like lyricism. Almost do something, just do something like so. But yeah, my girl put it on. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If my girl put it on, I listen intently just because i'm a golden fan so probably like around a 3.5 but I, i'm right there with you um kind of felt lackluster in parts you know you had some upfront brilliance and then just tailors off towards the end i, I enjoyed the grime stuff too but that's another kind of knock against it like i feel like there was almost too much grime so it's hard to really give any of the singular artists any shine on there because you had so much towards the later end of the album but overall i liked it like i said my girl had it on. I listen. Good 3.5. All right. So we got the major albums out of the way. We also had some singles drop last week. Um, starting off, we had Don Tolliver and Kali Uchis, Drugs and Hella Melodies. How'd you gentlemen feel about this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're now we speaking my language. That toxic shit. Oh, yeah. So that thing going to put me to sleep like a sedative. Oh, yes. We need I need, I need all that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I need all that toxic femininity. You know what I mean? I need all that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was a rating for that shit, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely on that joint. <laughs> I'm on that one. Oh man, Jay, how'd you feel about it? Uh, you know it's it's a rare moment on this show where fucking me and uh, uh pass me another one. At the same kind of excitement level for something that's going on. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a Don Tolliver Mark. Like, you know, as this show goes on, y'all gonna know it's gonna be certain artists I'm just marks for. I'm a Don Tolliver Mark. He like once again, it's one of those things he can shit on the track, and I'm still gonna probably fucks with it. But besides just that being a mark, this is a good ass fucking song, bro. Yeah, like dog. this song fucking goes. And yeah, I have never really heard a bad Don Tolliver song, especially a single, but this shit just fucking cranks, and I'm like, when I'm listening to it, I'm like, nah, you you can't make a song like this and make it still be like, it's a vibe song. That's what it is. Like, mm -hmm. I can be about to get ready for the club, and this will come on, and I still be like, nah, let it play. Mm -hmm. I could be just sitting home, ready to like put, you know, get the girls to bed. And I'm just gonna chill out, let it play. Like, I don't see any mm -hmm. situation where I wouldn't fucks with playing with this song. Only time I wouldn't is probably with. If I'm beefing with my old lady, and then I gotta be like, nah, because she gonna know what I'm really thinking as I put this on on some real gangster shit. Other than that, like, <laughs> it's just a good ass vibe. But this is a song, man. Like, look here, man. Hey, I ain't gonna have me talk too much about Don Tolliver because I'm gonna start dick riding. But it is what it is, man. Like, I like that shit. 
keep coming with that shit, Don Tolliver, man, and, and showing these motherfuckers what it is out here to do real, real trap R&B and real R&B in this game. So that, that's that's my fix on that, man. I, I, I could dig it. Yeah, I'm right there with y'all. I like the song a lot. Um, wasn't too familiar with Don Tolliver, I would say, before like this year, later part of uh, last year. Um, I know I heard that uh, Lemonade song like nonstop. It'll be on every playlist on Spotify. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. who's this? And he has some other jumps that came out. So I'm actually excited to kind of go back and check out his catalog. But I love the track. Um, definitely, definitely like one of those vibe songs, you know, like you say, you're getting ready to head out to the bar or something. You can throw this on, um, chilling with the old lady. But it, it's really good. If you haven't heard it, folks, definitely recommend checking out the single. Don Tolliver, Cali Uchis, Drugs of Hella Melody. All right. For sure. For sure. I, definitely I think his last album, album was... Uh, Heaven or Hell. I think Heaven yeah. or Hell was the last album. That was I think dope it came album out last too. year. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope album. Mm-hmm. Ain't, 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 ain't too much shit better than drugs and melodies, though. <laughs> hey, facts. <laughs> Factuals. <laughs> I can confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get me hemmed up. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. We had Wale and Chris Brown with Angles. Nip, I know you have some uh, choice words for this one. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Say it with your chest, bro. Oh my god. I don't. I don't want to say no negative shit about about Wale, man. I don't. I, yeah, he he'll find he's, you. He he's one of you. he's he's one of my favorite rappers, man. Like especially in that class. I think he's. I think he's at the top of his his class that that, that came out. Like he don't get as as much burn as the rest of them cats, but. But this, this, this shit, this shit right here, this ain't it. Hold on, pause, pause, pause. Most people put him in the class with Cole and Kendrick, like mm-hmm. that same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we okay. Go, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> 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 yeah, I tell you, uh, like cousins don't get to burn like like them. I think lyrically, he's 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 he, he a nasty motherfucker when it, when it, when it comes to this rap and shit. But this shit right here, they could have kept this shit. Like they could have kept it. I don't get the sample, the 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 basic blind, all that shit. They could have they could have held on to it. Like, I don't want this. Okay. <laughs> Who's the original song to this shit? Uh, I need, need a girl, girl. to right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah, they could have kept the original song, and they could have kept this bullshit. <laughs> Damn, double double whammy right there. Yeah, Damn, double homicide. <laughs> they can keep all that shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, guess that case, if I'm jumping right into it, man, I, I feel the as always, I feel the reverse of them in the sense of like that song, I Need a Girl is a cheat code, bro. Like when that shit came on, I was like, oh, okay, it made me pay attention because I, I wasn't expecting that from it. But like you said, I mean, Wale's just dope, and we, we know Chris Brown is dope. I, I'm with you, and I expected more for that kind of combo. And what we got for that kind of combo, I do think it's kind of weak. But when I say that, don't get it twisted. That's because I had higher expectations. I think the song still does what it's supposed to do. It's fucking crossover, play at the party kind of song. Like it, 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 it does what it's supposed to do, man. Like, and I know Wale's in search of that quote unquote hit, hit that's going to elevate him. Because, like you said, that man, I feel like we. I'm supposed to say this show is going to be a friction. I'm with you. I think he's the best in that class too. He's the best. I think bro. he. Wa- I think he washes J Cole by far. Hell I think yeah. The only. I think the only competition, only competition with him and Kendrick, 
And I think he does better. He has better versatility in how he rhymes than Kendrick because he can do shit like this that Kendrick can't do and get a which If Kendrick did, this would have been way worse than now while and Chris Brown did it. And I think he does conscious just as good as Kendrick. But also, I think he does storytelling way better than Kendrick. So I am right there with you lyrically. The problem with Wale is <laughs> it's going to be fucked up to say because I love Wale and I don't feel this way, but I've even put on like Facebook why people don't fuck with Wale. The problem with people don't fuck with Wale is how Drake we know is corny and J. Cole is corny. Wale feels like like really, really corny for a lot of people. He feels like he's an asshole and he has that, that Kanye asshole about him, but he's corny as Drake. That combination don't work well together. You either got to be a complete asshole, but you're so talented people can't deny it, or you're just really corny so people don't respect you lyrically, but you're way better than what people respect. You can't be an asshole and be corny. And I feel like that's why people don't fucks with him because my, if you go, like, you'll do it today, Nip. What do y'all challenge y'all? Put on there and be like, man, why I don't fuck with Wale? Man, his jokers come out of work work. His jokers that will jump off a building and tell you, oh, why Wale suck. Like, motherfuckers go crazy when you be like, hey, man, Wale got this new single. That shit not. This new album not. And the first thing you get is, motherfuckers like, man, Wale suck. That motherfucker's terrible. Like, what? I'm like, how do you? I don't know what it is, I don't but know like listening said, to you, bro. this didn't help him out because all the Wale haters is going to jump on this and they're going to shred it apart. The Wale people like me and you, Nip, and I think Chris, we going to respect, like, hey, like, you know, he does a lot better work than this. This just ain't it. But, nah, like, it, it's going to get ripped apart. But, again, I did enjoy it. But after I realized, oh, this is this is it, then I was like, all right, fuck it. But it, it, it should have been better. It could have been better. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly there. It could have been better. I still enjoyed the record. Um, you know, you got Chris Brown. Why waste such talent on on some – like, this sounds just so phoned in to me. Um and I get it, you know, they're probably trying to make like a laid back, cool track, you know, out and about or whatever. But I feel like they could have came harder, uh, either been maybe a little bit more edgy or just went somewhere different musically, especially if you, you know, using a Chris Brown feature, you want to make sure you get your money's worth. But I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you swing for the fence. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Um, and this is coming from a Wally fan, too. Um that being said, I'm interested in his project coming out. I know he just had a, a post, I think, on Twitter or Instagram or something announcing for line two. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. But, but hold on, you do realize that that post was a response to motherfuckers clapping at him, mm-hmm. like just like <laughs> most of his other posts. Did that? <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I hope it, it put the fire in his ass to not make no bullshit like this. First of all, let's just talk. The first song stunk. The original to this, I need a girl. Who was this shit? Loon. Why are we remaking loom songs? That's Loon? a whole nother argument. What are we doing here? You thought this shit was pretty slap. We not gonna disrespect. I need a girl. We gonna, are we gonna disrespect Loon? Oh yeah, we're gonna disrespect them. <laughs> oh no, Loon. You can you can have Loon on that, but we ain't gonna disrespect I need a girl, that song, man. Yeah, that's all people. People we gonna spill in that song. Yeah, no, we're gonna disrespect that song. That song was ass. It was ass when it came out on the original. <laughs> I like it. it was ass on the remake. We're not gonna no, do it. We're gonna nah, that song was good, man. All right. What's the verse? Spit the verse from, from Friday the Girl. One verse. Didn't did he have a verse on this shit? Yeah, I'm internationally known on the microphone. I got it something, but I really gotta need a wife at home. I don't really like to roam. Never leave a something, something below. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
It's got a few girls I would like to bone. Mm, Tiffany and Nancy like is not what my plans be. <laughs> Hold on. Are we listening to Diddy songs for lyricism? Because if that's no. the, if that's the bar now, we listen to Diddy songs for the groove, man. And that shit had a groove, man. It was a groove. It was a groove. I agree with you on that. Hold on. Yeah, if I was at the club and listening to that shit, and shit, I was going to the bar to get a drink. <laughs> well, I'm going to the bar to get a drink anyway, but. <laughs> I want to say, like, you ain't like that, but a turn. Like, well, oh, you just pointed the bartender. Look. <laughs> right the there, waiting you know, before you even get over there. Hey, look, here, man, we're not going to disrespect Diddy and like, we we're going we're going to get the fans a little bit, let them decide at home. Here we go. Where is that? Uh, here we go. Uh, Yo, I'm internationally known on the microphone. Yo, Nip, come on, Nip. I really need a wife at home. Get him, Nip. Come on, Nip. Never spend the night alone. I got a few. Come on, Nip. What you talking about? Uh. Chase that romance, me. Don't tickle my fancy. Come on, Nip. I see you now. Hey, look here, Nip. I see you. I see you. The foot tapping over there. Stop. The foot is not tapping. The foot is not tapping. You know, I saw your foot tapping, bro. That shit stinks. Yeah, I think it runs into that issue too. Like everybody's so pressed to find an old song to flip. Like just come up with some a new song. Like, I'm I'm tired of hearing all this stuff. It's, it's annoying. I like the flip with that shit. That's not a song that you go. To. Like what possessed you? Like what the? Who, what? <laughs> I like what you say. You really thought this shit is finna slap? We need to put it on the shirt. <laughs> That's like you, you really thought this shit. Like you really thought this shit was a slap? Like you really to remake it? I'm telling you that you're not giving enough credit to how many motherfuckers fucked when I need a girl, bro. Like, I don't think you are. Like I said on my thing, my review, I thought that was a cheat code because motherfuckers fuck with that song, bro. Mm. <laughs> That's what they was looking for, too, that cheat code. <laughs> oh, my All right. And moving along, the final single for review, uh, Goblin himself, uh, Tyler, the creator, came out with Lumberjack. Here we go. Go ahead. Start it off. Never sound like you got some some admiration for the song here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if this is the precursor to what this album is gonna be with with, mm-hmm. with Tyler rapping, rapping again. Oh yes, sir. Oh mm-hmm. yes, sir. We we definitely with it. We definitely with it. They classic hip hop beat. Classic. This nigga bars. This he got busy on this shit. He got busy on this joint. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't I, wait I, to hear I, the project. I hope this is with the album. And don't get me wrong. I like the last joint he had. The uh, Igor. E- Igor is my shit, but if he about to start yeah. rapping, rapping again, yeah, I needs this. <laughs> I needs this. As long as he don't get on this whole butt really? fucking buff <laughs> niggas in the gym shit, like I'm cool. Like as long I, as he I don't get on that. About that. <laughs> <laughs> that. As long as he don't get Some on that, next. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very progressive of you, Dip, because I was just about to ask you about that. <laughs> But you know, I like the little the little gay song he had on Igor. The uh, who's the joint? The uh, I don't know something. Some you talk something about his boyfriend on that joint. He's probably talking about Jaden something. But like I yeah yeah, just rap, cause you ain't got to do all that other shit. That other, that other wild shit. Am I next or you go, Chris? <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Um, like you said, classic hip hop beat. Uh, Tyler's really rapping on it. I really hope a lot more of this is on the album. I like his last album too, but um, it's good when you have some of the artists like Tyler too who'll experiment, he'll jump into different lanes and give you different projects. 
Um, so I feel like now that kind of now he's circling back into that, you know, real rap bag. So I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed the single. I definitely will revisit it. Um, I don't know if I could say the same so much for other two outside of uh, the Don Tolliver song. I like that one, but I won't be listening to the Wale one. But this one, I'll definitely go back and give it another listen. Yeah. Call me Lumberjack because I wish a nigga would. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wish a nigga would sound crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't much would be to add on this one, man. I, I fucks with Tyler the Creator. And when when Tyler really gets in his bag, I, I, I'm going to go and dare I say he's in the top three in the game when it comes to just overall making a song and music. When he really gets into his bag, like how he can play with his voice, how he picks his songs and produces them, uh, how he uses like his outside of the rap thing, like to encompass his music. Tyler's just a dope artist, man. Like not even I don't want to I don't even want to limit him to say MC. He's just a dope artist, man. And um, this song exposes a lot of what makes him dope from the sampling, from how they interject the ad libs, from the scratching of the songs and. It's just a very creative song, man, and all that means nothing if the guy who's rapping doesn't bring it the way it's supposed to be brought. And I, look, you know, there's nothing more I can say more than you what y'all didn't already say, man. If this, I'm with, I'm with Nip. If this is what Tyler's gonna give us for the next outing, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure here for it. So that's what's up. My bad. I had to look the name of the song. Boy is a gun. That's the that's the song off the Igor drink that I was mm. like I was, I was banging with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm right. I'm, he, yeah, the album was like this. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So it sounds like we got two, two good tracks and one stinker out of the bunch. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully they come out with some more heat on Wale's album because I love Wale. I hope he has a great one. But um, I'm put that bullshit on the album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. better relax, relax, relax. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna go kick it over to Jay for music news and culture. Yes, music news, music news. So I don't have much today. I know Chris wanted to make a comment about uh, this seems like uh, the Smurfs are out of uh, their grove and back out into the streets because mm-hmm. looks like Tory Lanez has been popping up in places. And I think a new song with him and the baby came out and he seems like um, almost to the point that it makes you feel like you can shoot abroad and not go to jail and nothing happened to you or the shooting was fake. I know we don't get into gossip, but what do you guys think, Phil? Are we supporting Tory Lanez? Are we getting him the fuck out of here? What are your thoughts on Tory Lanez, uh, Chris? Yeah, I think it's just weird. Like, the whole thing is just completely weird. you think if you shot, like, a megastar in the foot, there'd be some sort of repercussion. So, one, that just calls into question for me the whole situation. So, I'm like, well, I don't know what to believe. Do we cancel him? Do we not cancel him? How are we supposed to feel about him? I mean, I enjoy Tory's music, but I never was a huge Tory Lanez fan. So, I mean, either way, I, I really don't care, but it's just very, very weird. You know, this is taking over all the headlines at one moment, then everything is kind of silent. And then you see the dude in music videos, you know, real super vocal. I know me, if I was had some kind of charges pending or whatever was going on, I'd be quiet as a mouse. So it's just real interesting. Um, and then there was also, uh, I don't know if y'all saw the tweet, uh, somebody... <laughs> Somebody had tweeted out, it was like, I think uh, Tori and the baby get along because they both shot somebody and got away with it. <laughs> and the baby had like retweeted it. <laughs> so that was a whole nother thing on Twitter. Like, I think Meg Thee Stein was tweeting at the baby, you know, 
you know, kind of calling him out for that. And then uh, the rapper Partisan Fontaine, I guess him and Megan date. So then he jumped into it. It was just crazy. It was a wild weekend on Twitter. But yeah, the whole situation is just weird to me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who to believe. Hollywood is weird. I don't trust no stars. I don't trust nobody from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. nip any thoughts on that because I know everybody's play somebody games, a play stupid games, win stupid prizes, man. I don't give a fuck. About <laughs> that stupid shit. Uh, I don't give a fuck, man. I really don't care. Like, I mean, of course, I don't want nobody to think it's like I'm cool with like violence against women and no shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I I don't give a fuck, man. Like you, I don't care. I don't I don't listen to Tory Lanes like that. Mm-hmm. Um I do like Meg. When she not talking a whole bunch of freak body shit, um, <laughs> but like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you don't you don't rock with man talking freak body stuff, <laughs> but I support it. I just don't listen to it. Uh, but you, but you, all right with Tyler talking about his boyfriend? <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Like in the boy is a gun joint. He wasn't talking to freak shit. He was talking like, like on some love shit. Like when he oh, was doing okay. the flex freestyle, he talking about he going looking for some buff neck niggas to rub all that. Like no, nah, I'm not cool <laughs> with that. Like no, nah, we not no, nah, we not we not we not buff fucking buff neck niggas. We not doing that. <laughs> like, but a love song is a love song and shit. Like I'm cool with that. But all that, yeah, she, yeah. Okay, I think that's a false equivalence. But uh no, no, I'm just wanting to fuck with you. I, I no, know. Right. <laughs> yeah, nah. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the thing I you know, I'm not big on canceling nobody anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a straight up and down drain, like he just out just flat, just blasting people with the jammy. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. But then the shit I'm reading is like it wasn't like a it was like a shot that hit the ground and like this the ricochet hit her foot or something, which doesn't make it cool. Like he probably just told the bitch to dance or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> some Yosemite <laughs> Sam shit. It just shot around her feet and accidentally hit her. <laughs> why, 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 why do you gotta be like this, man? <laughs> so, so the, all right, next topic on there, because I'm trying to do salacious shit on here. We just try to keep it as positive as much as we can to a degree. All right, next topic. Trick Daddy said that Beyonce can't sing. And that uh, Jay Z ain't the greatest. I think I have a clip lined up of a little bit of that. Let's see if I could pull up uh, Trick Daddy talking his stuff. I guess I should unmute the clip. Know the world, the country, our cities, our homes better. They're gonna never record that. But what I said was, I don't think Beyonce could sing, and that Beyonce is to R&B what Jay-Z is to the state of hip-hop in New York at the time when Jay-Z was beginning considered himself as the king of hip-hop, the king of the goat of our um, rap, which is my opinion. And opinions like buttholes, without them, you'd be full of doodle. Yeah, we do a <laughs> All right, great words from Trick Daddy there. I don't think we need to know more than uh, opinions. It's like, but <laughs> that's a wild dude right there. Uh, and I already know we're about to get into this moment of uh, where Nip is about to get off here. Nip, we know you full heartedly agree with Trick Daddy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say that Beyonce can't sing, but to make it seem like she's like this goddamn extreme vocalist supreme like oh you're putting her up there with like the elite singers like no nah, we're not doing that 
we we not doing that. I don't think her music is that. Like her music is like the anthem for like it's like chick music. It's not like classic. I guess it's classic for chicks, but like I don't, I've never ran mm-hmm. to a Beyonce album. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I've never like yeah no. Nah. No, and she and and we I still got a beef for her when she touched that fucking Frankie Beverly and May song. So yeah, yeah that was why she she still got to make her, <laughs> make her way back from that shit. Um, so I'm not gonna go as hard as Trick, but mm-hmm. uh, I see where he's coming from. Like yeah, I see I see where he's coming from. They like they like the Michael Jordans uh, of the shit. Like they you know what I mean they the, they the face of it. They knew how to market. They knew how to to, to commercialize it, but. As far like you could find people that would that would that would that would definitely better at doing it. All right, um, Big Daddy Kane is interviewing people for his Netflix show called Paragraphs. I manifest. We do mm-hmm. not have an exact date of when it's going to be released. I think it's going to be dope because anything with Big Daddy Kane is usually going to be the hype shit. But mm-hmm. some of the people that he has interviewed for this is Jay Z, Eminem, Common, um, KRS One. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just right there, that list alone, there was a few others on there, too. That list alone just shows you this, depending what the concept is, this is going to be the truth. Uh, Chris, you excited about this? Oh, yeah. I'm hoping he gets one with Rakim, too. That would be dope, um, seeing the two legends get together. But, yeah, um, I always like when you see the the elites of the elite kind of just on some man-to-man stuff, just talk about kind of their experiences or life. Or this sounds like it's going to be more geared towards rap, um, maybe even – how they go about rapping so i enjoy getting you know getting into their minds to see okay you know what were you thinking when you wrote this or you know what's your process how do you come up with the stuff you come up with because all the individuals you name are definitely uh masters of the craft um, i'm interested to see the krs1 uh interview too because he usually be saying some crazy stuff so <laughs> i'll be looking forward to that but i'm definitely excited about the series i'm definitely gonna give it a watch all right and then uh as we round up the last news i have this is the thing that um, Nip was the most excited about when we were talking about it. So I- I'm glad we're able to feature this on the show. Uh, the Weeknd has made some history. The Weeknd song Blinding Lights, which is eight times platinum, ha- is the first song to ever spend 80, yes, eight zero, 80 consecutive weeks on the Hot 100 charts. Nip, for a song that you never really knew about or cared about until this moment, what do you say to that? Yeah, I don't, yeah I'm cool. <laughs> I, didn't even hear, I didn't even hear the song until today. I don't know what that shit is. I don't know what it's about. I don't listen to The weekend like that either. I mean, I like when he's talking about cocaine, but <laughs> that's about all I got for you. So you wish that the I can't feel my face was number one then? I don't. I don't wish any of them. I don't care. Like I don't like whatever. <laughs> like, I like that song, song better personally, but I think this song is ass cheeks. <laughs> you just heard it. Thirty seconds skip. All right, all right, all right. we yeah, not doing I think it's ass. <laughs> that thirty second. That thirty second clip. I think it's ass. I'm not going over to you no more, bro. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on this? <laughs> um, no, big ups to the weekend. Uh, he definitely got a huge push with that Super Bowl, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um, but shout out to him. I'm not the, the hugest weekend fan, but I do like his singles when they drop them. So props to weekend. 
I'm right there with you. Just shout out to him, props to him. Oh, uh, yeah, and that black man doing his thing. Yeah, I definitely support that. But like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, that is all I have for music news. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Checking out the agenda. So our copy, uh, our culture discussion for today is Kanye West, the greatest rapper of all time. I know this one's going to get a little bit heated, so go ahead, get your drinks, folks, get your popcorn. About to have King Kong versus Godzilla. The discussion. I mean, I mean I I, it's, I'll it's let not that hard of discussion. Me. No, it's not. <laughs> you can't have ghostwriters and be considered the greatest rapper of all time. It's just bottom line. What are we talking about here? You find an ass in the refrigerator, guilty. Mm. <laughs> Is that easy? Open and shut. All right. Jason, what you got to say about that? Sorry, my bad. My uh, computer started acting real crazy there for a second, like always. Oh, no problem. Um, look, so, so when, I, when I say rapper, man, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking in that echelon of the, like an artist. I'm looking at an artist, like not just. I'm not looking at it as a lyrical MC or anything like that, or a hip hop artist. I'm looking at it just as purely as a rapper, which means he's a musician in that regard right there. I think Kanye's ability to take, make music, produce music, make rhymes that are interesting, intricate, and actually have a purpose of some of the, like, I think he's in, in the top echelon when it comes to that. I mean, we all talk about the first three albums, but what makes the first three albums so great is Kanye's ability to literally take his life experience and relate his life experience to all of us. And as an artist and all that comes through, but let alone as a rapper. So, I mean, you know, Chris talked about one of his favorite songs being Jesus Walks. You know, they said, if I rap about God, I wouldn't get played. All that stuff. Like, so Kanye is in my greatest rapper list of all time. If you just even just take his first three albums, I think if you tried to take that against any rapper, I don't think any rapper has a better first three albums than Kanye West ever. And so right there, that should put him in the running right there. Then I know we have different opinions about 808 and Heartbreaks, but let's not forget that I know other people had done it. But when that had happened, Kanye pretty much revolutionized the game in that regard. I know T-Pain was doing it. I know Andre had dabbled in it. But when mm -hmm. 808s and Heartbreaks came out, one, it was such a personal album, but for the fact that the whole game shifted musically and sonically from that moment. So that's his influence as well. And then I know we're going to talk about it one day about top five albums, rap albums of all time. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, in my opinion, I think it's probably the best hip-hop album of all time. I know this heart is coming out. I love Doggy Style. I love Chronic. I love a lot of albums. I think if you want to go from just lyrics, music, the, the ability of like the cohesiveness of the album, I don't think it's any hip hop album better than that. Hell, I don't think it's pretty much in most music albums in this era that are better than that, period. So I'm not going to go as far as Chris Rock and say he thinks I think it's better than Thriller because I would have to really do that hard. What's up? What'd you say? <laughs> tell, her to, tell her to hide the cocaine because your ass is clearly high. <laughs> you, you high, you high. Well, na oh, you name high. three better albums than that that you really on, on, on things that I said that are better than that album. 
Three musically, Doggy Style ain't better than that. Doggy Style is definitely better than Dark and Twisted Fantasy. Not musically. No, not musically. Lyrically, it is, but musically, yeah. no. Not better than that album musically. Storytelling from beginning to end, the cohesiveness of that album. Doggy Style is nowhere near that because Doggy Style no. is a bunch of life at dope the ass death. songs. You're talking about stories. Life at the Death is better than that. That shit is all stories. All stories. No, no. I mean, I'm talking about as the album tells the story. Like each oh, song of the oh, album goes to a greater purpose yeah, of the like, yeah, like, like yeah, like I don't think it's any album that does it better than that. Like the, um, song, the album literally starts off in fairy tale land where it's beautiful and gets darker and twisted into the end of it being a real boy in the fantasy. Like it's no other album that I know that literally the title describes what the album really is about when the songs go into a sequence. When we talk about sequencing that follows the theme of the album like that. That's purposeful. That if is. You talking about that? The only other album I would say that that gets busy like that is probably the Childish Gambino joint. Uh which one? The uh, uh, the, the last one. The the joint with the the blue the bone the skulls. Uh, Red bone. That what's the name? Yeah, of that yeah. I can't think, but uh, but yeah, Red Bone's the single on it. I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, that I would put that one over that one. But if you if you if you including all of that, um. What's it called? Awaken My Love. That's what it's called. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you if, if you're including all of that, yeah, then I would agree. If you include if you if you're going off of that, yeah. But actually, like rap rap albums, no, nah, I can't. I can't put it up there as top five. No, nah, nah, I can't do that. And that's one of my favorite. It's personally one of my favorite albums. It's my favorite Kanye. I think it's, it's I think it's hands down Kanye's best album. Um, right. So uh, even then, if we go to that for, I mean, we can go Kanye on that for sales. We can go, again, I, I could sit here and say that Kanye probably has six and a half classics, which I think yeah. you really can't do with almost any other oh. MC. Oh, hold on. Maybe maybe Jay is debatable, but other than that, no other. And that's my claim from being the greatest rapper is because I'm looking at the rap the rapper got, as a performer, not as four, a lyricist. He got four classics. I don't know whatever two and a half you count. Who, for Kanye? Yeah. But again, we, we don't agree on 808, but no, I well, think the first three are hands down. Nobody has a, a, a better coming out the gate showing than Kanye. Like that's so first three is that's mm -hmm. hands down. My, my dark twisted. That's four. And watch right. the throne. That's not a, a you all right, half. All right, yeah. Four and a half. <laughs> that I saw now, I got 808. 808's his ass. Like you keep that shit. Oh, you are bugging, bro. 808's his ass. All right. We, we, I know we're not going to agree on that. I don't want to waste time arguing that point oh, about cool. 808s. Cool. But that's why I feel like Kanye West is the, the, the greatest rapper of all time because his catalog with his impact and with the songs itself and you combine with sales, I, I don't see anybody that's on his level and with all of that combined. All right. Artists, I'm going to say artists, hip-hop artists of all time, yes, Kanye is the greatest. Rapper, I think we have two different definitions of what a rapper is. Rapper, if you if once you start telling me niggas is writing your shit, you're not on my list no more. Like this hands down. Now rhyme fest consequent. If you want to put all them together and say <laughs> put the asterisks and say Kanye, rhyme fest, consequence, sci high, all them, yeah, we cool then. Travis push maybe yeah, push, yeah, then yeah. But yeah, no, we're not about to say this guy's the best rapper of all time. No, hip hop artist. Yes. Rapper, no. All right, all right. So, like, Mike is the best artist 
arguably of all time. But singer, no. So a rapper. <laughs> so I pull the definition of a rapper. Well, I mean, Chris, can you please read to me what the definition of a rapper is? Rapper. Noun. A person who performs rap music. So he was a fearsome rapper with a distinctively gruff, meandering style. So, with that definition, which that's what I use as my definition is, is a performer. Mm -hmm. Please, Tony, please explain to me how he's not the greatest rapper of all time. I don't use, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't use the white man's definition of black art form. <laughs> We're not going. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going to use that. I'm not using that definition. What is Oxford done for the black community? You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, you're right. You're right. You know you're what I'm right. saying? I'm not doing that. We're not. We're not about to base the discussion off of what the white man says. What a rapper is. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to do that. That's what we not. That's what we're not going to do. <laughs> so we we ain't even using that shit. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Okay. Good discussion. This yeah. so, discussion. If you're not writing so your rhymes, Chris, you're not in my top five. Okay, Chris, where are you where are you falling at? Because I know you always seem to wiggle your way in between both of our hate. <laughs> no, I agree with uh, Nip. I agree with Nip on that. If you're saying he's the best, like hip hop artist, I, I would say yeah. Hell yeah. But I'm not saying he's the best rapper. I, I can't say that because, like you said, you had those allegations. Like, as soon as those allegations pop up, you got to get axed off that list. Same thing with, you know, Drake. There's some other ones out there too. Like you couldn't put Diddy on that list, so I'm not gonna put Kanye on that list. You know what I mean? Well, um, Diddy's a rapper. I, I agree that Diddy's a rapper. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that he's a rapper. I'm yeah, saying he's a hip hop artist. This nigga, this nigga gotta get off the goddamn drugs. <laughs> he's high <laughs> shit right there. He gonna put Diddy on a rapper list. Mm, mm, mm. Diddy is a rapper. I don't know what he performs rap. <laughs> I'm man. not listening to I think he had you go on that bridge trying to get them cheesecake, man. Come on. <laughs> no, Look, if y'all want to talk best lyricists, if y'all want to talk best MCs, if y'all want to talk best battle rappers, if y'all want to talk all of that, I'm not going to argue Kanye any day of the week. But we talking mm -hmm. rappers. That means people that perform rap, huh. it ain't nobody better. All right. All right. Yeah, I think, I think we're using that definition for artists. Yes, he's a hip hop artist. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> Not want to say he's the best rapper. No. Oh man. Uh, okay. Discussion. Okay. Discussion. Yeah. I think we got one more point. That auto tune bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of auto tune, Jay, what's going on? What's uh? Oh, yeah, we got you, T Pain. Still, okay. Oh, I think you know, we we won't talk about that today. But all right, I guess we, we'll jump right into it. Uh, Guess T Pain was on an interview and he's been on a lot of interviews talking about people hating on him lately. Mm -hmm. We just saw some interview the other day talking about how Nicki Minaj turned down a feature on one of his songs or some shit. But anyway, he was on talking about uh that he was with Usher one time and him and Usher are boys, and Usher had basically made a comment to T Pain that T Pain has destroyed or ruined music for RB singers because now people that don't that cannot sing. Now could get on quote unquote R and B tracks or sing with auto tune, and that T Pain being the father, I guess you know whatever the presumed father of auto tune has ruined that for regular artists. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with Usher. 
So rule number uno. <laughs> he's ain't the father of shit. Cause Zapp and Roger was hitting that shit long before T Pain came came on the scene. That's that's rule number uno. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, that's what we're gonna do first. He ain't the father of shit. See, look at this. You know what? You know why this should be getting disrespectful? Because Nick be acting like he be acting like that old ass head that be like, oh, y'all kids don't know nothing about that. Because back in the day, this dude used to tear it up. Like when people say things that are father stuff, it's usually because they are the ones that popularized it and made it so that the mainstream got attached to it. Not the first. It's just like the NBA motherfuckers was dunking for fathers. But until Dr. J came in and dunking the way he was dunking, nobody gave a shit about motherfuckers dunking. We're not going to say Dr. J ain't the father of the, of the dunk because he's the one that brought the mainstream to the dunk. Not, uh, well, you know, Kareem and what was dunking. And hell, they changed the rules and told Kareem he couldn't dunk no more. Exactly. So technically, Kareem should be the father of the dunk. He but he ain't. But he's he not. He ain't the father of the dunk. Dr. J is because he's the one. You know what? We're not. Just go ahead. All right, zapping. No, we're gonna say Zap. We're gonna say we're gonna say Roger Troutman is not the father of the, or the auto tune. I say he's the grandfather. <laughs> two, two hanging out the mouth on the goddamn. Yeah, I understand. I would, say he's the, I would say he's the forefather and the grandfather of it. Yeah, but the father <laughs> of it, most people are gonna go to T Pain is what made it so that everybody on the radio that was using auto tune. When your man was doing it, everybody on the radio wasn't using auto tune. After T Pain got popular and started popping, everybody on the radio all of a sudden got auto tune. I agree with that. Now, if you want to say the originators and you want to pay respect to him all day, but don't be like, nah, he the real father. Like, <laughs> it's like you got that old dude. You say, yeah, yeah, Michael's all right, but he ain't got nothing on Cash Fish Billy. I seen the moonwalk down the yeah, street yeah, back, yeah. In, back in 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee, you know, Pee Wee on you know, the playwright, you know, yeah. If he ain't, he ain't get caught up on them dry like, yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah, they're right. Mike wasn't the father of the moonwalk. We ain't got to talk about it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> He's the father of it, but he wasn't the originator of it. <laughs> but you circling back. Go Either ahead. way, it was a lot of motherfuckers that came out after T-Pain that could sing their ass off and got some burn and got some shine. I don't think I don't think he changed the game to where real vocalists couldn't uh, make a name for themselves and, 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 and get on. There's a lot of folks that, that could sing and get busy and and and. I don't know. Maybe if I'm just, I just listen listen to different shit other than the mainstream. I don't know. Uh, to be fair, I don't know what comes on the radio, mm -hmm. so I guess I can't give a fair assessment of that comment because I don't listen to the oh. radio. But it's definitely a lot of people that come out that can really sing, they really get busy. Because Anthony Hamilton was at the Team Pain, mm -hmm. uh, Joe Scott was still making shit, Badu was making shit. Goddamn! Uh, uh, what's the, the the big girl that got skinny? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson came after her. Uh, came and after Tank was started. starting to come out. There, Tank, right? yeah. Avant. Okay, they, right, they right. was a little bit before him. They was a little bit before, but I don't think he crushed that shit. I think for pop, he made the auto tune popping for pop popular music. Yes, I will say that, but I don't think he's he stopped vocalists from 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 getting burned. All right, all right. we 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 not gonna sit here and act like. R&B didn't kind of fall off a cliff, like early 2000s. Like R&B had a run where it wasn't like the dopest shit out. Like we're not going to act like that. That didn't happen in R&B. We, we both, we all, do we agree on that? Like R&B took a hit for a little bit, right? And then came back. It's probably just coming back now stronger than ever, but. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Well, I, no, I guess technically that'd be Neo Soul then. Because the early 2000s was Neo. Yeah, I guess the R&B. I don't know what, I don't know what to call anything. Because the Neo Soul shit was popping from like 2000 to like 2005, 2006. That's right, when everybody right, wanted right, to right. be like fake woke and like motherfuckers had dreads and was smelling like incense and was right, playing right, right, Badu right. and mm-hmm. was wearing dashikis yeah. and all that shit. So I don't yeah. know what we, but them motherfuckers were singing. So I don't know what lane. My, my point is, is we can make an argument that early 90s hip hop and R&B were probably the powerhouses and the, the genres of music were growing. Hip hop kept going. I feel like R and B like hit a wall in two thousand oh two oh three, where it wasn't popping like that, and a lot of that coincides with the use and getting over with auto tune and all that stuff was doing. The second point I'm gonna bring up too about why I kind of agree partially with Usher. We talked about it. Maybe I don't think us we have talked about. It. I've talked about it with people before. You don't really hear now. We're starting to get back to this stuff now again, but you didn't really. You don't really hear no more hip hop guys. Bringing R and B guys on the track and singing the hooks to do blah, blah blah. We went through an era where all the hip hop guys was singing mm-hmm. on their own hooks, was yeah. singing on their own tracks. I agree with that. With auto tune, yeah, I agree with that. So yeah. you was putting other motherfuckers that would have got a check. Wait a minute, they sitting at home. It's cats that. It's a lot of cats that started out singing hooks that got on. Your girl Jill Scott singing hooks got her on. Jack Well Wright singing hooks got her on. Erica about it's a lot of cats that was singing hooks for popular people. In bands, they were the go-to person that got on from singing hooks that put onto a career. So when now the, rap, the rapper's singing the hook, that's saving the industry a check, and maybe somebody doesn't get the exposure they were supposed to get of singing a hook that we all fucked with. I think so, my timeline is off with this shit. T-Pain wasn't really popping until like 05, 06 then, right? Because I'm thinking like, like Usher shit was out in like 2000, 2002, some shit like that. Like this was he was after the nineties. Yeah, yeah. T Pain. My was timeline like got to be off and shit. I don't think T Pain was early early two thousands. R and B was still like Usher was putting that shit out in, in like two thousand two and shit. Yeah, you had music. Usher, you had a lot. Yeah, of music. Music. No, music shit was like ninety nine. Yeah. No, nah, I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's. Yeah, music shit was because like T Pain was oh four. Uh, T Pain was oh four. That's what T Pain started jumping off right there. Um, again, and I'm talking about like it. R&B did not take the same trajectory as hip-hop. R&B plateaued and started going down. And I think that coincides with the auto-tune movement, man. Now, if are we saying that it started declining like, you know, 01 and 02, 03, and then 04, maybe when T-Pain came, it just killed it? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, like, it's a good possibility because it changed. Now, everybody's trying to rock auto-tune. Everybody's trying to – they're bringing mm-hmm. up singers who really can't sing as well anymore. And now I know your argument's going to be like Mary J. Blige and all that shit. But – we do got a more litany of guys now that, that's in the game that don't really sing, sing. They more just hold a note. But T-Pain and that didn't has come make from... R&B music. But no, I'm talking the singing part of it. Because he didn't make R&B music. Like, he made... The shit that he was making was like... It was club music. The bartender, buy you a drink. That's just not R&B. It's not R&B in the sense of what you call it, Nip, man. It's R&B to the jokers that don't know what R&B is. That pop R&B is R&B to people that don't know what the game is, bro. Ain't nobody sitting around listening to Anthony Hamilton but you and a couple <laughs> other weed-smoking, beard-ringing, Knob Creek-drinking motherfuckers. <laughs> a white person hears a black person singing in melodic tone. To them, that is R&B, my man. I, I it, it's pop R&B, but it's R&B to them. 
They don't know nothing different. And then let's keep it real. How many features was T Pain on when he was just singing? Oh yeah, he was a million. That is a real singer. Yeah, he was killing. He was killing shit. He he had a. Oh, that took a check out of somebody who's a real singer mouth. Not saying T Pain ain't a real singer because I don't know if the dude can really really sing or not. I never. He can sing. I heard heard his NPR shit. His NPR joint without the auto tune. He sang all that shit without the auto tune. And buddy can buddy can definitely sing. Okay, well, respect to that then. But I think the point is, is that like a lot of people. Who might have possibly got on? Who knows? Because we never know how history, revisionist history is. He didn't knock a lot of jokers out there. Because I mean, it ain't cats out now. Cats now, I think R and B's coming back now. Mm-hmm. Hell, I would make an argument R and B's probably stronger than hip hop in my eyes. But cats is out now. Now I'm not saying the music quality, but mm-hmm. as in how many people are in the circuit now of R and B ish, pop ish R and B realm now. It, it's more of that going on. But I, I, I can see where us is coming from, man. Like cats is out here. Looking at T Pain with auto tune, being like, this nigga really can't sing. And this Joker making hits, regardless if it's true or not, he can't sing or not. Joker's ideology was this cat can't sing, and he making all these hits, and he taking food out of our mouths. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I don't agree with you with the RB is better now. It's nothing but a bunch of robs out here now. But, <laughs> you know, maybe I, maybe I got my definitions wrong, but when I think of RB, I'm thinking of motherfuckers that like I don't I don't I don't I don't put him in the in the R&B class, but I mean I, I maybe he did I don't know maybe he did. Well, who's I don't, in your I don't... R&B class now that's new? Let's go there then. Oh, I don't listen to new R&B. I actually say. Oh, so how you gonna be trying to say it ain't? No, you know, I was saying that... the new. I was saying the new. Are you saying the new R&B is better? It's not. It's like who is it? Snow Allegra and goddamn. Uh, Look, man, shit ain't come out before '96. I ain't listening to it. All right, that's just how I like, <laughs> that's like, that's that's that right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that right there. Nigga, where's the new school Jodeci at? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the where's the music? Group, the ain't nobody trying to spend no money in no group. Shit, come fuck on, that. Bro. Where's the music? You don't hear nobody out here with no R and B that got feeling to it. Mm. It's no feeling in this shit. We, it's no, this, ain't man. nobody got no music. You be like, damn, you put that shit on, this then broke your heart. You you get your heart broke. You gotta go back to something ninety six and before seventy three. You can't mm-hmm. put no new shit on when your heart broke. You but you finna go right back to the club. We not doing. <laughs> so you, it might make you pop a perk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We just we just reviewed the R and B album as a banger, and we gonna sit here and we not gonna do this, man. Because we battling nostalgia, and I'm not going to battle nostalgia on here versus reality. I'm just going to say, you got it, man. Like, Because we're not going to sit here and act like that her album wasn't a banger. We ain't going to act like that Jasmine Sullivan album that came out not too long ago wasn't a banger. We're not going to do this. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I want you to have it because we're not going to do this, man. We're not going to act like six album wasn't a uh, um, black album wasn't a banger. Don Tolliver album. That we just talked about what in the we're not gonna do this, man. Because I, I see what you're trying to do, and you're not gonna bake me in on this. You want to not go down way. a list of all these recent dudes <laughs> that got banging albums that you fucks with, but don't know you fuck with because all you talk about is the whispering chicks. That's all you think about. We think of RB is the whispering chicks, and don't think about all the real jokers is out here putting in real work that's out here doing their thing. Well, we 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 I'm gonna let you have it, man. They'll be like, all right, you got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're right i can see but the, the rob the robs is what get played get played more you know I mean? but, that's always they used to play me the ice on the radio too don't mean that was hip-hop that's a fact big fact that's a fact 
Big facts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a, a nice, meaty, action-packed episode for y'all today. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe to us on our different social media. We're on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify. You can find us Anchor. Uh, definitely check us out on Anchor as well. If you just want to get the audio-only feed. Um, be sure to engage in the comments. You know that we have some some bad T Pain takes. Where we a little bit too hard on Gold Link and his album. You know. Did, did we miss some lyrical brilliance from Gucci? Let us know in the comments. Tell us how you feel. Other than that, we'll be right back with you next week. Another episode of the Gladiator Cypher Podcast, a Head Cannon Circus production. Peace. Yes, sir. Call me Lumberjack because I wish a nigga would. This is a Head Cannon Production. Circus Duction. <laughs>